Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lumos. <laughs> Set the microphone on fire. I want one. Why do you get two candles? Here you go, Sweeney. Here's some light and warmth. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard, your former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hello. Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 14th episode of Shell College Radio in which we will discuss Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 6, The Journey from Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Before we fire up today's chapter discussion, we will do a little cottage catch-up session. Cottage catch-up session. Okay. That's actually really <laughs> cool. We've never we said should, that before. We should name that section of our cottage... Cottage catch-up. Session. Because it's like cottage ketchup. We're catching up, but yeah. it also sounds like ketchup, which we like <laughs> from time to time. Ketchup's pretty good. Okay, let's do that. Cottage wow. ketchup. <laughs> Holy. We're also going to quiz Bill and trivia and expand our knowledge about magical creatures. Let's go. Leading into the ketchup. Sweetie, mm. do you like ketchup? I, I do. I, I actually do like ketchup. Um, I don't think we've had any in a while. It's got a lot of sugar in it, so I've been trying yeah, to... Yeah, I think we had some <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, we did. <laughs> ketchup on the hot dog. <laughs> That's true. Gosh, and so did like my little niece, Rachel, oh, yeah. and my nephew, Benny. They Boy, let's just say there was more ketchup on that hot dog than there was hot dog. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was crazy they just wanted to especially for rachel <laughs> yeah i was I, I i actually was trying to cover for her and i was like you know what just eat the hot dog and then i'll toss the bun you know yeah. and so she eats the hot dog and like she's we're behind everybody and oh, she's like hold on let me just oh that's like, why she just. was so quick yeah she's like let me just lick the bun <laughs> i was like what <laughs> she doesn't like the bread ketchup she just wanted all that catch. I was like, this is so gross. Oh, my oh, that's gosh. That's funny. Kids, no, I had no just idea. funny. That's funny, yeah. That's so, uh, yeah, anyways, friends, we went to the fair yesterday. Mm-hmm. We went to the Knox County Fair, uh, which was wild. We They were setting up the monster trucks. And what did we have? We had a funnel cake. We had a little funnel cake. Mm-hmm. We had some uh, so old fashioned ice cream, which was good. Yep. And so some horsies. Yeah, we get to see some of the animals and stuff like that, walk around. I uh, saw my sister and her husband there with their kids, and it was just, it was cool. It was a cool little walk around time, and so many people, so yeah. many kids running around. Oh, yeah, it's, high school kids meeting up. Yeah, it's wild. It was, it was cool. Yeah, I had some flashbacks. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. 
So, but besides that, I mean, we are we're, we're here in the cottage, and uh, we've got some syrup in the window seal. We've got some um, cold brew in our cream. Mm-hmm. I like to say because yeah. it's got a lot of cream in there. <laughs> a little bit of cold brew, and uh, we've got our strawberries, and we've got our uh, one one apple left. I keep looking oh, at oh, it, thinking, oh, oh. <laughs> who's gonna? We're gonna fight over the apple. Who's gonna eat it? You like the strawberries, though, you know. I do. You so, can have the apple. Oh, thanks. So I am good. I'm doing. I'm doing great. Uh, we are pumped. We have a couple mm-hmm. couple weeks left of, of summer vacation, and mm-hmm. then we're going to be diving back into the school year and everything too, which is going to be awesome. I want to say going into all of that, we will be um, trying to get back on our like our, our recording like Fridays, Friday or right. Saturday. You know, just depending if we have a guest or or whatever, we try to do it on Friday night when we come back home from school, and then we'll have the episodes coming out on Wednesdays. You know, yes. so. It's exciting. Oh, and also some updates for you. Uh, I know we don't really do the, it's just so much easier to, to, you know, down the line, if there's more interest for us to do a video version, we could do it. But for right now, we are just kind of doing our audio version. But over on our YouTube page, Harry Potter Hangout, by the way, uh, we're just making little shorts, making these little short videos that I enjoy making. They're a lot of fun. Uh, If you guys want to check them out, go check them out. If you have ideas or thoughts, we can just crank them out. They're like 30 seconds to a minute or whatever. It's so Um, cool. It's cool. Yeah. You got so good at making them. Yeah, I like them. I I I like making them because I I think too, as like a teacher, I like making, I don't know, like short little facts and little Mm -hmm. things for kids, you know, and stuff that would be interesting. And then, I don't know, I also make it like it's, it's appropriate for kids, but it's also like interesting if you're an adult who read the series years ago and you're like, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So... It, it kind of does both, which is which is good. I like doing it for Star Wars as well. So that's where it really started. And then I was like, you know what? We could probably do these in, in Harry Potter. Yeah. So it was just cool. And you guys should check it out. If you have ideas, thoughts, let us know. I actually learned a lot doing those. Yeah. And it's you cool know? because we are doing the reread and we, you know, look into stuff that you normally don't really look into when you just read it and you're like, oh, I don't know. Or I forgot that. Or who? Oh, yeah. I wonder who is Molly Weasley's brother? Stuff yeah, like that. <laughs> stuff like that. And this is going to seem, uh, well, maybe we'll do it at the end, but uh, th- there's we have several ideas that would be kind of cool to actually find a segment on the show to talk about some of the things because we raised a couple interesting questions already yeah. about Horcruxes and about mm-hmm. the intents of Voldemort and other things that are unexplained still that I yeah. you, you don't really have a direct answer to. Like Pottermore has gone out there and... and They've tried to address some of the, not plot holes, but just things that were like, oh, how did that make sense or whatever. So it'd be kind of cool to find a section in our show very quickly to do that. We'll have mm-hmm. to think about that in the weeks to come because I'm just thinking about the invisibility cloak, you know, and the horror oh, yeah. yeah situation. I'd love to talk with you uh, folks about that. So Maybe we throw that on Patreon. Yeah, we could do that. We could do something extra. Just yeah. some, you know, so the Ooh. episode length doesn't go up to like three hours yeah sure about that sometimes it gets a little long it's more my fault sorry about that. no it's fine it's honestly fine i love talking about you it. love it i know i know i know i know i, I know so no uh, but yeah maybe we could do that because they're kind of standalone little topics that would be fun uh for yeah. just additional content but and hey uh shout out to all of our patrons thank you guys for supporting us over thank there so on much. patreon apple premium where all the extra stuff is all the extra goodies and things uh we greatly appreciate it and we we love you guys you know so yes there you go. I, uh, I'm i doing wonderful. Sweetie, how are you? I'm almost exploding over here with excitement Whoa. because I am. we watched the full footage trailer. I don't know what you would call it because oh, yeah. it's not like a three-minute trailer of the game. They show you like 20 or 30 minutes of 
footage, actual game footage yeah, yeah. of Hogwarts Legacy. And I know we started talking about it a little bit in our news section, but I forgot, not I forgot, but I was excited for it. But mm-hmm. after watching this long video, yeah, I want to play it right now. Yeah. And I want to play it like all day long because... Yeah. I keep mentioning I loved the very first game, PC game. That was my absolute favorite game. I could, as a kid, just really immerse myself through the game into the world of Harry Potter and run around and discover um, the castle, the grounds, Mm -hmm, and do mm -hmm. some magic and uh, live the story of Harry. Right. And now they're bringing out a game where you can fully customize your character you can be in your own house you run around and you can not only explore hogwarts and the grounds but also also um hogsmeade and the surroundings mm-hmm. and it looks so cool it looks like endless like gameplay footage yeah that you can just explore for years <laughs> probably not years but i mean if you only play like 20 minutes a day you probably have years to play oh yeah no it looks like it's massive it it's- is that's what they've they've built like this world where you can go in and find different things, different like clues and probably replay stuff, find hidden quests and side quests and all sorts of stuff. Yes, I mean, it's absolutely massive. It looks amazing, and uh, you will probably see some sort of I don't know if we're gonna stream or if we just upload some videos about it, how we play um, on our YouTube. That's definitely oh, gonna, yeah yeah gonna be a thing. So and. Second thing, it's also about a game. I just recently tried to find every Harry Potter game that's out there because, you know, I love it. Yeah. And um, I think in preparation of Hogwarts Legacy, I might go and play Order of the Phoenix because that might be something our modern computers can do. Yeah. So, but also, um, it's a it's a, like a, it's the same support key games is yeah, the company that, that yeah. does mm-hmm. uh, Hogwarts Legacy. And they also did Hogwarts Mystery. Yeah. So I know we're a hundred years late on that, but I keep reading on the wiki about Hogwarts mystery. Yeah. And it is canon. It yeah. is a prequel to the Harry Potter books, to the mm-hmm. adventures of mm-hmm. Harry Potter, and it's after Fantastic Beasts events. So we see people like Bill Weasley and Charlie Weasley, who mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. younger than your character, um, who are at Hogwarts. And you just play, you know, your own character and it's considered canon, like the stuff that happens there. That's why it keeps coming up on the wiki page, because we learn more about the world there. And I started playing it. It's not like a game where you really have to be super skilled with anything. Yeah. It just kind of just walks you through the game and you make some little decisions here and there. Yeah. Which can alternate the game just a little bit here and there. Um, but basically I want to play it because I want to follow the story and know more about it, (laughs) honestly. Uh, so very excited to do that. There's tons of little like hidden, um, like you said, tidbits of information and other characters that you're like, wait, they're the actual named characters and everything. So that umbrella, the, the port, port key games or whatever, you know, they're, they're making sure these things line up and that there's Mm -hmm. continuity and it's not just somebody out there who just decided to make up some crazy storyline that's not necessarily... (laughs) gonna fit in their uh universe of, of games or whatever that's how it was you know with star wars games you had certain people who could make them and then certain stories would get told they'd be integrated into other books and comics and stuff like that you have to have some sort of 
universe or like world that you're working inside of so right that's uh that's actually pretty neat and it looks cool yeah like you said you just kind of tap around and you you walk through it and i think it's um i think it's really cool so that's a, a good way i guess to kind of get warmed up and get ready for what's going to be hogwarts legacy because yeah. it just looks so good it's so much fun let me give folks an example here real quick so the main professor in that what's intriguing we did a couple <laughs> oh, shorts <yeah>. on this <laughs> is professor elazar fig fig yeah professor fig and so you're like now they spell it right now i guess it no one knows i guess it's f-i-g right so okay or, i don't know if it's double g's not but anyways it doesn't matter um we have mrs fig and it's just sort of like yeah. dumbledore could make a cameo in that because he's again nine years old at the time of that game mm -hmm. and two years later he'll be going to hogwarts so that student that if they make two more whatever, like a first year Dumbledore could be walking in with a seventh year main, you know, character. Okay. He's yeah. in his fifth year, then yeah. his sixth and his seventh, he would be there when Dumbledore shows up as a first year. Like it's just stuff like that is really cool. Oh and then Professor gosh. Professor Fig is still there. And you imagine Dumbledore probably had Professor Fig. Yeah, like like as a teacher. Yes. And then he later on is very fond of the Fig family. So yeah, that who's could be Mr. his contact, right. Mrs. Yeah. Fig. Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's Mr. Fig? Mm -hmm. Um, is that uh, yeah? Because again, look, does I don't know that that Mrs. Fig is again related to or married to this current professor. We see he seems rather old, but yeah, probably this could be like his, his son's son his son's wife or yeah. something. You know what yeah. I mean or something Broke like that. Son. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, anyways, I just think it's I just think it's really cool. Like stuff like that is really interesting. We also were digging into the character, for example, um, oh, what is her name? Poppy Sweeting. Yeah. And we we're like, is Poppy Sweeting? You know, again, there's a lot of name people who have the name Poppy, right. Poppy or whatever. Is it's a common, common name. name. Yeah. yeah. But the idea was, I don't know. There's a Poppy we already know. Yeah. Uh, right, Madame Pom Pomfrey. Yes. So Poppy Pomfrey. Yeah. And we we're like. Yeah, I don't know. Does it's she just fun. does she grow into yeah. to to be Madame Pomfrey? Because her age is unknown. Her age is unknown and everything. So it just is interesting um to to I guess kind of think about. Although it would make like Madame Pomfrey like super old if that were the case. But that's okay, yeah, yeah. you know. It's just fun to kind of speculate and, and think about these things. So uh, we thought we understood McGonagall's, you know, date of birth and timeline right. and everything and then Fantastic Beast said, "No, we're going to like change what we know a little bit and we're gonna make yeah. some adjustments that's that's fine so yeah it's just cool i think that that game has a lot of potential and it's gonna be fun uh for potter fans and it's gonna add some more lore and mm -hmm. just some interesting um some interesting things i think too just so you just so we're clear i think it has something to do like this extra power that that kid has you know it's, yeah. it's it, you're the main character right? right so uh he or she is gonna have some extra power i think it has something to do with um well just a lot of things I think there's going to be a conversation about squibs and other other okay. things. Yeah, I mean, that would be so interesting with Miss uh, Professor Fig in there. And, yeah. You know, yeah. His, well, yeah, no. What you learn about the really... Like, is that magic too dangerous? Do they suppress it? Does something happen? Is there some secret thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's just really interesting. Mm -hmm. You've got Rookwood in there, Vic Victor Rookwood. So just to get people fired up a little bit, yes. I mean, if you weren't already, like, <laughs> there's interesting characters and there's cool stuff. And again, just to remind folks, there's a whole team of people that, yeah. like, work on these games and stuff. Like, it's they showed yes. they showed their behind-the-scenes. And they're fans. They're they fans. Have fans. They're sorted in the house. Like, yeah. I thought that was really good, a good PR move for them to go out and kind of yes. put other faces to the project and really talk about who is behind all of this and yeah. everything because they are diehards who have been, they've been working on it for years yeah. you know poured their um their hearts and you know i don't know just everything into this so yes. yeah i'm excited for it highly encourage uh, watching that trailer 
yeah. slash game footage. Yeah, yeah, that came out. It's cool. Okay. All right. This is such exciting news. Um, but I'm also excited to quiz you a little bit. Oh, oh okay. Test your knowledge. Let's go. Lady. <laughs> Okay, I gotta admit those two are probably pretty easy for you. That's why I'm gonna have a third question that you don't see in (laughs) Doug. Yeah, because we just literally just uh, listened to that part, so you can probably answer it pretty easily. So, first question. Here we go. What did Professor Quirrell teach before he started teaching defense against the dark arts? And I know this because. I think I heard you when you were looking it up or whatever earlier. Not not the question, but you days ago were like, what? Yeah. Um, Muggle studies. Yeah. Right? I think uh-huh. a lot of us didn't know that, that he even... Because I got I stuck know. on the chapter when Hagrid said uh, something about quarreled students and that he changed. And I'm like, isn't he like D-A-D-A is, is, is cursed. So how can he be already a teacher? It sounds like he's already at Hogwarts and stuff. Right. And yeah, I it found make out... Sense. He was Muggle Studies, which is super interesting because, you know, like Voldemort, you yeah. know, hates Muggleborns and... Right, 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 right. All that stuff. And yes. he's a half-blood, by the way. Right. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he once was... He was the Muggle Studies teacher, and then mm-hmm. he uh, gets upgraded, I guess, right? And then, boom, he's into uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts. Yeah. So, and he's one and done there. Interesting uh, change of subject. Subjects, right. yeah. Okay, second question. Uh, who first enters Harry's compartment? Hogwarts Express. His compartment? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think it's one of the twins. Yes. So I Is think right? yeah, but yeah. I think if I hadn't read the chat read the chapter right before this. I probably would have said Ron because this is what we see in the movie and often oh, yeah. because movies are pictures and yeah, pictures stick in our heads, yeah. you know. But yeah, it's actually the twins who mm-hmm. see and talk to Harry first on the, on the Hogwarts Express. Um, and they learn that it's Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, because they go back outside <laughs> and they're like, like, Mom. Yeah. You, you'll never believe, by the way, I, I try to do like a British accent sometimes. Yes, and it's terrible. So it's just god awful. So uh, I apologize. But no, yeah, they, they're like, you know, Harry Potter is yeah. on the train. Yeah. Uh, so and Ron, I because I, we'll get to it later because I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, I wonder if Ron was sort of like, I want to find this kid. Yeah. Because I just I saw him before we went through the gate together and like, I want to see if they're messing with me. Yeah. I wonder you know? too if he was looking for him. Um, okay. And then third question. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Where in the book, where does Neville find Trevor? He's been looking for it on the train, his toad. Where does he find it? Oh my gosh. I think Hagrid finds it. Yeah. And I think it's on the platform when they get off the train. Um, Almost. almost? Pretty close. But you're right. Hagrid finds it. And it's when they when the boats arrive at Hogwarts. It's okay. in the boat. It's, it's in one the of boat. The, one of the boats. Yeah. Well, how did he get? In? <laughs> I know, oh, right? That's it's funny. Trevor. Trevor's an interesting toad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. Yeah, because I remember we we're looking for him like out the gate. Um, it is kind of cool when you're doing a reread and you're listening and you're like, okay, there's, there's uh, as he's passing by people, you've got like Lee Jordan, uh, you've got uh, Neville Longbottom. And others, and so you're hearing their names, you're hearing their actions mm-hmm. and stuff, and you're like, I know those characters, I know what they grow to be, and all that stuff. So yeah, it's really cool. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, talking about toads. 
Rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm, I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. Welcome to our weekly magic zoology lesson. Bill and Flora want to learn even more about magical creatures and fantastic beasts and share this knowledge with you guys so we can all appreciate them more. Newt would be proud of us. This week we'll take a closer closer. Clo closer. <clears throat> a closer look at winged horses, sweetie. Winged horses, huh? Because mm -hmm. we know a couple of them, but there's uh, quite a few, actually. Winged horses are classified, and this is new. So because we have four different kinds mentioned here, their classification is XX to 4X. Okay. So some of them need definitely more uh, knowledge and preparation from wizards than others are not as dangerous, I would say. Okay. Uh, winged horses exist worldwide. There are many different breeds, including the Abraxan, immensely powerful giant palominos, which we have seen in Goblet of Fire, the Ethonian, no, I'm sorry, the Ethonian, chestnut popular in Britain and Ireland, the Granian, gray and particularly fast, and the rare Thestral, black, possessed of the power of invisibility and considered unlucky by many wizards. Mm. As with the Hippogriff, the owner of a winged horse is required to perform a disillusionment charm upon it uh, at a regular, no, at regular intervals. So uh, that muggles don't see them. And I was like, oh, they're invisible, but muggles have seen people die. So I think muggles who have seen death can all, could possibly also see them. That's why. Oh, wow. That's why they had to put and the charm on there. And this is uh, for the all winged horses. So yeah. th just the Thestral has this invisibility thing. Right. So we have the four known kinds that Newt writes about, but there's also possibly more than that. Okay. And we know that the horses that pull the Bombaton carriage are abraxan so they're huge they're in the book they're described as big as elephants um cool thing the abraxan the granian and the thestral they're known to um be corporeal forms of the patronus charm okay can you imagine having a thestral as your patronus uh, no no That'd i could weird. not <laughs> that would be That'd be all right, though. Uh -huh. They're nice. I mean, know? they are. That's why I yeah, know. Hagrid's got it. He's proud of his, you know. They are cool, actually. Order. And they oh. have um, just a bad reputation. Yep. Thestrils, in contrast to um, the other uh, winged horses, they don't have feathered wings, but rather leathery, like a, you know, like bat-like mm -hmm. wings. Right. And their tail hair is very valuable. So it is said to be a powerful and tricky substance that could be mastered only by a witch or wizard capable of facing death. It can be used as a wand core and was used to create the most powerful wand known by wizards, the Elder Wand. Shut your mouth. Yes. Thestral hair is the Elder Wand's core. Are you messing with me no, right now? No. I looked it up. It's, it's the truth. What? Trick. Yep. Okay. Interesting, right? Because a Thestral is supposed to be an omen of death, and you can only see it once you've seen uh -huh, death. Uh -huh. And the Elder Wand, I know you can also just disarm, but often they right. killed mm -hmm. uh, 
the other owner, the former owner. Right. So almost like, yeah, if you have seen death, then you can I see, I see. Kind of thing. Okay. Wow. There's definitely a connection to death with both of them. Yeah. Huh. And then um, people have been wondering, okay, the Thestrals, they fly uh, the five DA members, Harry, Hermione, Ron, mm-hmm. Neville, and Luna, to the ministry. Yeah. So they assume, okay, they have... They're pretty intelligent. They understand human speech. And they also have a quite useful sense of direction. So the Thestral could understand uh, where the rider needs to go. Even if the beast itself might or might not be familiar with the terminus in question. If their riders had a certain destination in mind, they only needed to say the destination. And the creature would diligently carry them to the intended location. Mm-hmm. So this is like a magic that owls also have with letters right although i think owls even have a different kind of magic because is a person a place would you agree that a person is also considered a place wherever the person is is the place where the person sure you just go find this person and they're in a they're at a particular place because you don't yeah because you don't often they didn't they had no idea where sirius was uh, hiding right and they send yeah Hendwick to Sirius yep. and she was able to find him so it's like the magic of saying the person's name imagining uh his or her face and then the owl would know where to go mm-hmm. which is yeah. a cool kind of magic I think yeah very handy <laughs> yeah because people are on the move um maybe there's a certain spot where you go to to deliver their mail or something but like Harry Potter was on the move and those owls had to kind of find uh find him and yeah so yeah makes sense yeah. All right. So, question: Would you want to have or befriend a winged horse? Uh, yeah, I think that would be cool. I yes. actually really do think it would be cool. Um, just because you know, there's a bit more room. Like, if they're okay with being, you know, taking me for a ride, I would appreciate that. I uh, I feel like they're, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they they know what they're up to, right? They 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 they're, yeah. they're magical creatures and. There's more room on that. Like, broom scares me a little bit, you know? It's like, uh, true. There's <laughs> a little bit more room back there, so. Yeah. I think you uh, have to be really balanced on a broom, yep. Yeah. But, no, I think it's really neat, and I think it's uh, I think it's cool, because they do all kind of seem like gentle creatures, even though there's, yeah. uh, when um, Hagrid is taking care of the... Uh, Abraxans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, they seem like they need a bit more care, for sure. Yeah. Well, what is it? They only drink... Uh, Single malt whiskey. Whiskey, yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know. Seems yeah. kind of fun to be around, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but that seems expensive uh, to keep yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But no, I would. I would, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, me too. I would, if they didn't drink the whiskey, I would want to have them in a Brexen just because they're so big and it would be so cool to ride on them and just fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like you said, sometimes it's cooler to have a little bit more space uh, can compared to a broom. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. But this time we're going to get to Hogwarts through the uh, train. Through the train. Yes. Hogwarts Express. Yeah. We're going to jump in today's chapter. So this is the uh, journey from platform nine and three quarters. Let's go. Wow. Summary of Chapter 6, The Journey from Platform 9 3 Quarters. You want me to read the summary or you want to read it? Rock, paper, scissors. 
bread. Oh gosh. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, let's yes. play. Okay. And uh, you get to choose what you want to do when you win. Okay, so it's good. You're gonna do rock, okay. paper, scissors, shoot, and then you do your thing. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, okay so I win. win. So I'll read it. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Harry spends his last few weeks before school counting down his miserable days at Privet Drive. At least now he has some company with Hedwig and excitedly starts reading a bit here and there in his new school books. The Dursleys kindly take him to King's Cross on September 1st, where his journey into magical education, friends, and adventures is about to begin. Harry is left on his own at the massive train station. After being dropped off by his aunt, uncle, and cousin who are on their way to the hospital to have Dudley's pigtail removed. Harry starts panicking when he can't seem to figure out how on earth he's supposed to get to platform nine and three quarters until a big family with five kids, big suitcases, and an owl catches his attention. With only a few minutes left until the train leaves, Harry quickly follows them to one of the barriers between platforms nine and ten and shyly asks the mother how to get onto the platform. She explains he just needs to run through the barrier like her three sons before him. Harry rushes through, hastily finds an empty compartment, and watches the Weasley family exchange goodbyes through the window. The twins realize it was Harry Potter whom they had seen, and Ginny gets upset that she can't go look at him again. As the rest of the train seems full, and Ron being one of the last kids getting on the train, he politely asks Harry if he could join him in his compartment. Each of them, highly interested in the other, they bond over telling their personal stories and sharing Bertie Bott's every flavored beans, chocolate frogs, and cauldron cakes. On the long train ride through the English and Scottish Highlands, the two become friends and news spreads fast that Harry Potter is on the Hogwarts Express. Therefore, they're being visited by a couple other first-year kids. First, a round-faced boy, a quite bossy but also very knowledgeable girl, stop by to look for the boy's toad. Later, Draco Malfoy and his bodyguards strut in and try to convince Harry that they are the better kinds of wizards to hang out with rather than riffraff like the Weasleys or even Hagrid. Harry coolly dismisses Draco's proposal and Scabbers reveals his true Gryffindor nature, cough cough, and fights off the intruders. The train finally arrives at Hogsmeade Station and Harry is delighted to see Hagrid at the platform. He takes the first year students on a spectacular boat ride across the lake to see Hogwarts Castle in its full beauty for the first time. Okay, so, um, yeah, we start this chapter off uh, back at the Dursleys. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's like the, it's like a month left until Harry is going to get on the train and, and head to Hogwarts. And I had wrote down that I think it's probably the longest and the shortest month mm-hmm. of his life, you know, in a crazy way. Yeah. One of those things where you're like waiting for something really exciting to happen and yeah. you're just... <laughs> thinking about it you're dwelling on it you're reading your books long deep into the night which is cool and that's that's seemingly to or that's that's kind of making time go by quicker but then every morning he wakes up and goes down and there's the dursleys and they're still whatever so it's weird you know that moment where it's like time feels fast but it also feels slow yes yeah it just feels like that's sort of what's going on with uh with harry so at least he has the books they're really interesting and he gets to just kind of read those and and think about it. We know Hermione is also reading or has read them numerous times already. I'm learning them by heart. Yep, she <laughs> has them, them memorized already. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. The uh, the other big thing, it's like he's just he now has his whole room, and he's being left alone, which is a yeah. good thing, but also kind it's of in depressing. Depressing. Yeah. yeah, like no one talks to him anymore. 
Yeah, it was yeah. almost like the other way, or at least he was acknowledged, but then it was almost this yeah. worst form of like, you don't even exist. Yeah. We're not even going to acknowledge yeah. your existence, which Terrible. was almost worse, you know? Yeah. So it's just weird. He just has such a struggle there. And again, they're, they're really put off. I mean, Dudley, he says at least was scared, scared yeah. of him finally. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's sort of been a, a reverse. And yeah, yeah, Hedwig is flying in and out, catching mice. So thankfully they are leaving me alone, although he'd be in big trouble for that, right? right? Get this bloody oh, bird out of here. Tunia would absolutely lose her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you were so excited for something that you counted down the days on the calendar? Like you literally crossed off mm. the days. Oh boy. Um, the last time I did that was right before my trip to Costa Rica. So <laughs> that Fame. was that was it. And also before that, it was the uh, the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is crazy. Teachers do this. Oh, we yeah. <laughs> put the dates up there and we cross them off, you know, and we just keep we keep telling ourselves we're almost there. Like we just march through it yeah. just day by day. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's so cross funny them off. that Harry does the opposite here. He counts down the days till the school year starts, starts and yeah. all the te- Hogwarts teachers are like, oh, no. Like oh man, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a different. It's a different feeling though too. You know. Yeah. Oh, I, I think so too. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool. I always wonder what it would be like to go to a school where you got to live there and yeah, yeah. It's like a boarding school. I know that you know some people who went to boarding school are probably like yeah, it's terrible. Um, oh. But I don't know. This is like the coolest version of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get to go there and you have like <laughs> magical food appearing and staircases that move and just all sorts of stuff. Even in between classes, like you're mm-hmm. challenged magically and stuff. So. I yeah, that's why we all think Hogwarts is amazing. Um, but yeah. yeah, I just I like the idea of of being able to go off to school now. At, for the professors, yeah, I that would be annoying. That'd be a bit annoying. Like you gotta like, you can't just detach. Mm-hmm. You're just there always, always. Yeah. And that is what kids think of us, anyways. Yeah, like they see you out and about at the fair, for example, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> Mr. Kirk, well, what? Why'd you leave the school?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, uh, well, uh, had had to get out, man. Had to get some some fr- some fresh air. So, anyways, it's I mean, wild for for them to be there. But for the kids, I feel like it's kind of cool. You know, it's just you're oh, there yeah. with all your friends. And, I think so too. Yeah. Yep. But you got to have the rules. You got to have filch and 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 such. But anyways, yeah, the countdown is is um, it's the opposite of what we're doing right now. Harry is looking forward to that mm. day, yeah. September first. We have an later on. We have an interesting owl post from Angelina talking about um yeah something about you know leaving your home and hogwarts and oh cool yeah so well looking forward to that yeah nice nice so uh yeah all right so we have the the dursleys are scared to death um longest shortest month of harry's life and then uh as as harry kind of realizes he's like hey all right, i gotta go downstairs and like it's like tomorrow i need to be at king's cross so he goes down and he's gonna talk to uncle vernon and he's gonna ask him if he can get a yeah. A ride. A little bit late, Harry, to ask. Yeah, just the, like tomorrow. Thank goodness they didn't have plans. Yeah. Well, they did have plans. They just happened to align with where you're going to go. Yeah. Uh, so, and Harry doesn't know enough about like whether he can get a ride. I mean, how's he supposed to get there? Yeah. You know, the whole the whole nine yards. It's like a typical kids thing. Like the day or the night before you're supposed to go, you're like, oh. I mean, what if he <laughs> does miss the train? I am constantly thinking about that because what, you know, a lot of people ask what would have happened if Ron and Harry 
didn't get on the Fort Angley out of the car. Right. And just waited there. Is there yeah. another train? Is there any other way you get to Parents Hogwarts? Got I'm them pretty there. sure there is. There's always people who are late. Or yeah. there is sometimes an accident. Something happens and you, you know, you can't leave for a while. And there has to be something, some way to get to Hogwarts. Yeah. It's probably not the, you know, like, you don't make the best impression <laughs> if you come mm-hmm. like, coming mm-hmm. late. But Yeah. Interesting, too, and not to flash too forward here, but they talk about the privacy of Hogwarts. And that's why... Mm-hmm. It was, it's a secret school. Yeah. And the other schools, uh, they had secrets and magic and, yeah. and you didn't want to like, you took pride sort of in your own school. Right. So later on in the Goblet of Fire, it's like, I have to go back and think and remember, like, did they have special port keys that got them so far within proximity and then they could fly there? Because mm-hmm. that was the big thing is like, where is the school? And Harry's yeah. like, I, I don't know, actually. Good. And that's the whole point is that it is secret, mm-hmm. secret. So it's also interesting that when they take the car there, they're able to find it and find the tracks and like yeah. get there and follow it, um, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> so they like stumble across it. Maybe it's maybe need based, like they they needed to get there, and so that's yeah. why magic allowed them to get there because they actually are allowed to be there. You know yeah. what I mean, sort of yeah. thing. But I feel like if you were there to to, st- I don't know, it's just weird. It's so it's there's also like... Hogsmeade. It's right there. So you go to Hogsmeade and you can basically see, you know. Yeah. It's almost like you get you have to have like a magical aid, some kind of. They had the car, and they had the boat. Um, like uh, Harry and Ron had the car, the Durmstrangs had their boat, and the Bobaton had their carriage and their horses. Yeah. So, if you just let that, you know, I mean, yeah, Ron was on the steering wheel. He was the one driving the car still. I, but you know, uh, I don't remember where it was, where that was at. But they they basically said that it's there's can, it was we were listening. We were like, I think we were like, I don't know, like one night we were listening mm-hmm. to, uh, Goblet of Fire. Yes. And they talked about that. They talked about how the school is so secret and there's com- hidden, competition. Yeah. Actually, who else was it? Was it Hermione? Yeah, who was who was coming into, uh, because everyone was like, you know, oh, it's gonna be such an exciting year. I know we're kind of like flashing way forward here, but like. Uh, she was talking about the different schools yeah. and whether she would or wouldn't have liked to go to those different schools. Uh-huh. And then Carrie was sort of like, huh, there's different schools. Like yeah. what? And yeah. then, you know, and then, well, I, there was something about trying to get to Hogwarts and she was, so anybody out there who knows what I'm talking about, remembers that the beginning of, of Goblet of Fire and what that whole conversation was about. It was interesting because they definitely it was a, a competition. They did not want to have the other schools know exactly mm-hmm. where they were so yeah. they could come in and get their secrets about magic yeah. or teaching or whatever. Just weird. Just a little silly. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, because Vernon asked, you know, hey, where's this school at? I don't know. I got to go yeah. to uh, platform. I have to go to platform nine and three quarters. Yeah. And he's like, well, actually, before he makes the, he makes the joke, which Lottie has been very <laughs> fond of and has been, yeah, honestly, she's been walking around the house. It's, it's weird. She just walks around. I, I, she's coming down the stairs and she's like flying carpets. <laughs> <laughs> like just laugh like as if you're uh she she didn't actually do that but no i didn't um when lottie makes a joke now she's kind of chuckling at herself like vernon she just thinks she's no funny. every time yeah every time i mean you know that when you make a joke and you just think you're you know so you're funny, so funny yeah. and you laugh at your own joke everyone does that at some point mm-hmm. and i now always have to think about vernon because in the one of the first chapters it's like he's just chuckling at his own joke yeah yeah well in this one so it was like he kind of um he's not necessarily chuckling at it. it's it's the no, whole yeah. he's making that uh was it the 
the uh, it's a funny way to get to a wizard school, yeah. right? Uh, what did they roll? They run out of magic carpets or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. And just like, <laughs> like this is funny. Yeah. So, anyways, he's uh, making that joke, and then when he says he has to get to platform nine and three quarters, uh, it's interesting that like you know Petunia d- is shocked i'm pretty sure either she knew yeah she's acting out because she, she wants to prevent anything or any knowledge she has she doesn't want to put it in front of Vernon's face that she knows all that stuff and i think she just like <gasps> platform nine and three quarters right right never heard of it do you think Ridiculous. i actually i have a feeling that she maybe and i don't know if this is stated in the, in the book anywhere or not um in the series but i have a feeling petunia would have gone with lily that's what i think too right maybe the first time or so just to see her off like this is so crazy like why because if you can try i mean she clearly knows she has a sister who is going to be a witch yeah and her parents were so happy that they had a witch in the family Mm -hmm. uh and just like hermione's parents they get to go to to diagon alley and they get to celebrate that that's actually a really crazy thing to think about is that like uh harry's you know grandparents were there in diagon alley with lily and stuff you know it's just ah something yeah it's true, really cool. True. And I think um, Petunia was, maybe she came with them the first time, but maybe after that she was so hurt, she didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, maybe she didn't even go the first time, who knows, because she was a little bit older. It's like Jenny goes because she's so young and they don't want to leave Jenny home alone and she just wants to, you know, yeah. say goodbye to her brothers. But I don't think Petunia went because... You don't think she did? Maybe once. Yeah, yeah, I, I was think... thinking at least one time she went so she yeah. knew and stuff. Uh, and, and everything. Here's something I think is interesting. Uh, and this is probably a, a, an indication. This is probably what we're going to do for my next short on Harry Potter. Okay. Hanging. Okay. What if, what if Dudley all those years later has a child who <gasps> turns 11 and gets I mean, a letter? There is some magical blood. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, just say. Like, wouldn't that be wild? Yes. It would be absolutely wild. Mind-blowing. Oh, and my I, goodness. I would love for, for, like, for Dudley to have that sort of, like, you know, respond to it differently. Yeah. Even if it was something that Petunia was saying there at the very end. I don't know how far all that story kind of kind of goes or whatever, but just writing something to Dudley about, like, you know, even, like, regrets or wishing. I, I know that's actually said in the um, Cursed Child or, or whatever, but it would be kind of cool to have mm-hmm. that moment of like i could have yeah because i love the what if on petunia uh we watched a video the other night about what if petunia had yeah gone to hogwarts how would the story and be different how different would it have been and this in- this individual i think this is harry potter folklore just to give a, a shout out there mm-hmm. uh actually said that i mean you know it's just a big what if so you can do whatever you want in a what if scenario mm-hmm. where you just sort them and you say yep she would have been in uh ravenclaw and she would have been awesome because she's you know super whatever wanted to uh be really savvy in terms of like magical abilities and wanted to learn everything that she could. Yeah. So I kind of feel like she would have, you know, done that. And, and, and she could, even in this situation, she could have been very different. She could have been yeah. the aunt that was taking her nephew yeah. who was like the, I mean, essentially the chosen one savior of the wizarding world. Right. And if she only understood that mm-hmm. and had a better relationship with her sister and really embraced yeah. that, they would have been thanked and whatever. It was so odd though. Like, Vernon, I feel like, had Petunia have married anyone else besides, maybe it was just Vernon was so put off by it and so into the yeah. ordinary that that's, she was attracted to that for sure. Yeah. But it's just interesting to think about had she have gone there, even by herself, and she said, mm-hmm. you know what, um, he's my nephew, Vernon, I'm yeah. going to deal with this. And she yeah. goes there, and this first time, and she realizes, okay, 
actually like it almost makes me cry i know like my my sister what but you know like if they would have went up to her and said you're you're i mean if they would have like been talking about her sister and how much she meant all that kind of stuff you know what i mean like that would have been so wild to hear and see that perspective of of platform nine and three quarters yeah to have almost a redemption she had all that bitterness and all those different things and then over the years they never really got to it just happened so sudden your sister's gone how do you deal with that i actually really wish more would have been done with petunia and vernon in in that regard it it was almost like they were set up as these stock characters that were mean and nasty and just whatever and they never could come back around to the other side so it was nice to see years later that she did the whole holding the blanket thing (laughs) You know, keeping Harry's blanket and inside she's torn, you know, and then she she cares about her daughters. And but that's yeah. why I bring up the, the thing. I think it'd be really cool if, if Dudley like had kids who had to go to Hogwarts. Her grandkids. Her grandkids get to go. I mean, unfortunately, I think she passed away pretty right. early, yeah. like in her 50s We can wreck on that. We can wreck on that. But. Change it. Yeah. That would have been, I mean, and then she could have had a redemption arc where she was like, okay, obviously this magical thing is in my family. It's it's something that I cannot, you know, and, and because she loves Dudley so much that she would love her grandkids no matter what. I'm pretty sure. Like, even if they were magical, she would go get over it. And because Dudley is her everything, sweetie. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. So just so we're clear, um, let's see real quick. The Fiona Shaw, who plays uh, Aunt Petunia, is 64 years old right now mm-hmm. from Ireland. Uh, still semi-active, actually. Okay. And so that's pretty cool. And she's done a lot of different stuff. She's it's just, I think, feel like she's really, really cool. So anyway, just, just throwing that out there. Uh, it's, a, it's a possibility. And I'm going to do a little short <laughs> on it because, you know, if the internet demands it, I mean, then maybe they'll go do something with it. Yeah. Which I think would be cool. And it, it's funny how we always come back to the Dursleys. We have to let go. <laughs> we have to let go of them. And we will. And get we'll, on the train. We and... will be forced to here at some <laughs> point. So we're about to. Okay. Uh, so the jokes are made. Yeah. Um, I just had the, the question. What if Petunia embraced all of this? Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's that. So cool. now the other thing is that Dudley has to go. The tail removal situation is wild. I still want to throw out yeah. in my head cannon. They did send like he went to Professor Dumbledore. Or said, like, hey, you might want to take care of that little fella. Yeah. Like, you know, send him some aid. I messed up. Like, the only one he could mm-hmm. trust with, like, telling that he did magic was Dumbledore. Dumbledore, yeah. sorry, I did it again. He's like, Hagrid, Hagrid, Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I feel like they don't accept the the magical um, removal system. So, no. they have to go get yeah. surgery. And that sucks. What do you tell the doctors, though? Uh, you don't know. <laughs> you know, these things happen. Uh We experimented they... with some uh, stem cells and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> something you know that or you just he woke up one day and <laughs> it just happened you know Crazy. Uh, maybe they pretend like it's been there for a while or I something feel like that story should have made the muggle papers like yeah i think vernon paid extra so, to keep yeah, it all yeah. like <laughs> on the down low so strange and actually really sad for for dudley not not cool yeah. not cool at all i mean but, this is all like we talked about this all just enhances like their fear of magic because everyone just uses it against them kind of thing yeah yeah yeah. that's true that's true because now it's like the thing i mean now harry can use magic and it's been used against them now which did actually that was their fear that is a fear Mm -hmm. right is that you're going to use magic and it came true yeah yeah and you're going to bully them in a sense even though they've been bullying harry yeah so yeah it's it's a very difficult dynamic yeah it's weird so, all right, moving on. So we have uh, meeting the Weasleys. Uh, the twins deal with their older brothers the way that Ron wishes he could. So here's my, I, I had this thought when we were listening to it. Uh, we, we first, when we're, we're there, Harry's looking around, can't figure out how to get on this, this, 
platform. They're oh, yeah. laughing. Literally all of the all of the um they had one last good laugh, right? Which was like, mm-hmm. ha ha ha, right? They're gonna go off and do their own thing. And they probably had a great year thinking how yeah. oh, he's probably still on the train station. It's like, you know, November, they're like he's probably still walking around London. I mean, not really, yeah. but like it's like clearly he got there at some point yeah. and didn't come back. So the laugh's over, guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so he can't figure out how to get on and he here he overhears the the Weasleys. This is a great scene. I love this where he overhears them them uh, talking about muggles, just packed with muggles. They've got owls. They've got the red hair. They look different, pushing carts. They they yeah. look like him. I mean, that they, yeah. they, they, they see sort of his people. Yeah. And they are headed towards the platform, and he eventually will ask how to get on. Yeah. Fred and George are making the jokes. They make jokes about Percy later as they – I forget if it's before or after when they get through, but I think Percy goes first, right? Yeah. Uh, so he goes through first, and then it's the twins, uh, and then Harry – We'll kind of uh, jump in there and it's Ron's first time. And right. here we go. Ginny's right. like, eyes are like, hey, what's up, pubs? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> whoo, that was going on for a long time. Uh-huh. Oh, I love it. I actually love that. It's I, I love their relationship. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. So anyways, we're, we, we get the advice from Molly on how to get on the train. We get there. I bring up this bit about the, the twins because they make so much fun of Percy mm-hmm. and actually you just sort of see what they do you see their actions about how yeah. they downplay his successes and they just almost make fun of him because they don't but yeah. and it's the same thing that Ron though says which is that like well I mean they I, I honestly whatever Ron admits here to Harry about mm-hmm. how he's the sixth mm-hmm. uh, well they are the fourth and the fifth yeah and they feel the same way that Ron does but they handle it totally different yeah right so they play and they are also two Whereas Ron right. is Right. They're one. always together. Yeah. They have a cool, like, you know, reputation right. at Hogwarts. Yeah. Everyone well, loves them. And the thing is, too, they have each other. Yeah. Right? So they don't need really to, which is kind of cool, being, yeah. being twins and stuff. They get to kind of laugh off everything else and say, ah, oh, we're not like the rest of those guys because we're yeah. the twins. Yeah. We stand out. We're special in that we right. are twin brothers. And if I make a joke, my, you know, Fred will laugh at me or whatever. And Ron doesn't have that necessarily. Mm-hmm. He is being, he, you jump right over the twins yeah. and he's compared to Percy, right? Charlie and Bill. And so he's got to be the same. He's got to yeah. be as good as, and, and, and if he does, he's expected to be as good as. And if if he does, eh, everybody else already did it. Yeah. It's nothing extra special about him. Mm-hmm. And he feels that pressure. And I just feel like the twins, they felt that same pressure as well, but they're different in terms of they're the twins. Right. And then they also handled it differently with mm-hmm. humor and comedy and downplaying it in, yeah. in this different way, you know? Right. So, and then Ron, though, we know secretly wants to be as good as his older brothers. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. He wants that's to be his, head boy. That's his deepest desire. Yeah. And he we find and, out. And it's crazy because he wants to impress his family. He wants his mom and dad to be proud of him. And he yeah. does feel when he faces the Horcruxes later that he was, he was the child that they really didn't want. They wanted Jenny. They wanted a girl. That's what he makes up in his mind. Yeah, yeah, he makes this up in his mind that I was just an extra. I was a, I'm sort of a, yeah. a mistake. And is this, is, I mean, sorry, because yeah. we're, you know, we're a family couple podcast, and this is mm-hmm. our perspective. Because I, if I think about like, oh, if I had like six kids and one of them would think I love them less, that oh, would break my heart. I know. I like, know. Like you know, like you and and. Mrs. Weasley is like the queen of the moms, like the the way uh, she takes Harry in right away, the way she talks to him right here and helps him yeah. out, and yeah. she loves all her children the same way, uh, even yeah. though she sometimes has, you know, she doesn't communicate it sometimes the right way because yeah, yeah, she's a stern. She, she 
we get we get into it later when the twins find their own way and she has a little you know fight with them yeah 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 she she's just like any mother has her own like this is the strict orthodox way as to how we've Mm. done it before like what are you guys doing and there's a fear of the unknown because your kids are gonna go out do something that's risky because you you love them so much you love them you don't want them to do something that you don't understand and then you have to kind of have then you have to come around and say, all right, I have to have faith and believe in yeah. them. And I've got to like, I raised them the right way. They're going to do, they're going to take what the best of what we taught them and they're going to move forward. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's really cool because honestly they did a great job. I mean, uh, JK Rowling did a great job with, um, the Percy and Molly relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that gets way yeah. messed up later. And, and still Molly the whole time is just loves Percy. Yeah. You know, even yeah. though there's all these things going on and it really just shows a mother's love. Yeah. And I, I felt like that was such a, a great thing. So she, we see it right away with Harry when he shows up here. She takes him in and is so kind. She's even telling the boys, hey, don't make anything of this Harry Potter business. Don't ask him anything. I forbid you to do that, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, go blow some toilets up instead, right? <laughs> uh, that's better than picking on this Harry Potter kid who... Yeah. Yeah, so... Don't blow up toilets. <laughs> right. Um so then, yeah, as we get in there, I mean, uh, Ron, uh, he is just kind of, you know, he's, he's, he's made a new friend. And I, I think he went in and he is talking to, uh, he's, he's talking to Harry. I don't think that was the only, comp- I, th- I don't think everywhere else was full. I think he, okay. I, I really do think he, he could have squeezed in somewhere else. I think Harry's wasn't full, which was the open door opportunity to say, you know what? I just saw this kid. I wonder... Right. I wonder if mm-hmm. this is the if this is Harry Potter. And so, boom, he goes in, sits down and they start talking and hanging out and they're they're friends. And he really does think, you know, maybe Fred and George are pulling in a joke on him. Right. Because yeah. they give him the spell as to how to turn the rat yellow. And, and it's not necessarily a spell. It's just messing with him, yeah. just teasing and stuff. But uh, yeah, so he has a good conversation with Harry and they start to kind of, you know, bond over telling their stories. Yes. And that was really cool because there is a you do feel like I'll say this, even as an adult couple, when you are out and about, so think about this from a kid's perspective, and I always, all of my friends, they say what they want now, but everyone knows that I had a job. I worked at Long John Silver's. Yeah. I worked at Hardee's. I worked at Olive Garden. I worked at a factory all through college and even when starting teaching, I, I worked at these places. And it's because I wanted extra money because my friends either didn't work, weren't allowed to. I don't know what the deal was, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but they were my friends and I wanted to go to the movies. I wanted yeah. to go do stuff. And yes. so like Carrie, I was like, I, I want to like, no, don't come on. I don't worry about that. I, I also don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I get it, dude. Like, like, let's go hang out or whatever. And it feels good to do that. And I feel like too, Ron is sort of, you don't want to admit that you are poor and that you yeah. don't have a lot of money and you're trying right. to like make excuse you know not excuses but explain to your to your uh friends why you can't go and do the stuff that they want to do or they're allowed right. to do or whatever yeah. and i see it where i teach too the different dynamics of kids are like let's just go do this and they're just sort of like yeah i don't have a ride to do that yeah. i can't do those things i don't have the money to go do that stuff or whatever and you'd learn you know? later um i think the vacation to egypt when they uh get some money like the promotion and stuff that's like the first time they can go on a family trip like that, I think. Yeah, and those things, met, they're, they're huge. They're, they're mm-hmm. a big deal. I mean, I, yeah, I think more people need to I just be, uh, just kindness, you know, because like so many people are going through a lot of different stuff yeah. like that. And I just, I see it at school and I saw it growing up and, um, you know, I don't know. I, I know 
like my sister's the total opposite of me. She wants to save every nickel and every penny. And yeah. she was like, we may have some money, but we're not doing anything. We're going to sit outside <laughs> and pick up some sticks to have fun instead. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was like, we, we don't need to go, go do all these different things. And so she was, yeah. she took sort of the opposite <laughs> approach of me and yeah. said, I'm going to save up every, every penny. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. Cool little bonding experience that they have where mm-hmm. Harry's like, I didn't have anything. And he's, he actually says, he's like, it felt good to share with yeah. Ron. It felt good to share those things. So they get into the chocolate frogs. And yeah. I think that's where I'm going to kind of turn it over to you because they uh, they definitely get into some yeah. sweets. Yeah, before we get to the chocolate frogs and the cards, um, I want to read something real quick because it's so cool. Kayla reached out uh, to us and wrote us an email um, about the sweets that we... Uh, oh, first time that harry tries to buy some wizarding sweets right yeah yeah and she's so cute she apologizes um you know that she only has comments about food she's a hufflepuff (laughs) yeah Yeah, makes sense (sighs) i love you know i mean you should know i love hufflepuffs aren't they the nicest people in the world aren't they just great i'm 49.9 percent hufflepuff too you're a you're a little puff don't worry You're an adopted I'm puff. Claw, we let you. You're a claw, but we let very, you hang out. Very puffy claw. <laughs> yeah, you hang out in the common room all the time. No, yeah, that's that's so cool though. Um, thanks for writing in, Kayla. And she says, I learned something through her. Here we go. So Harry is looking for Mars bars. Yeah. When he walks out and and tries to buy some sweets, right? Um, and Kayla's like. Am I the only one who finds it strange that Harry is excited to buy Mars bars? Does anyone really call them that? Maybe it's a Midwest or Wisconsin thing, but I feel like they're just candy bars. And I'm like, uh, yeah, there is a lot of people who call them Mars bars because they are Mars bars. And then I Google it and find out in the States, you guys don't have Mars bars. No. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Like it's here... I think I read it. I think here it's called Milky Way. So what does your Milky Way bar uh, consist of? What's in the Milky Way bar? Yeah, I don't really know. It's just the Milky Way. Okay, okay. I mean, imagine tasting the galaxy because in your mouth. This, sweetie, And that's what it is. If I Google okay. it, and this is the picture. This is what I oh, know yeah. as a Mars bar that's in a, Germany. That's a Milky Way. It looks just like a Milky Way. So whatever you would that say... Is wild yeah whatever. that's totally a mars bar well what would you say is in a mars bar i mean i don't really know what's in it's um so mars bar has like chocolate covered and then there is definitely caramel in it and the cream like the pe- i don't know if it's peanut no it's not the cream nougat nougat yeah so okay it's not necessarily i'm looking at it now like if if you because you have a snickers bar which has a lot of the same stuff as this as well the milky way wow, is, a, so is a little different, different. um but yeah they're, they're different combinations though because we have family. milky way which is for us totally different the european milky way it's so i have never noticed that because honestly not tomorrow but in the grocery store we don't look at candy at all <laughs> we don't have kids yet so oh, we yes. don't really look at the candy stuff and i've never noticed it but look this is our milky way the, right. the blue one. Right, right, right. And if you look at the inside of it, though, it's it's got a little less, um, la- like, it seems like a single layer versus, or a single filling versus a, you know. Also, look at the size difference of those bad boys. Oh, my Look at the Milky Way, <laughs> yeah. and then look at the Milky Way in Europe. Interesting. Let's go. Wow. To answer your question, though, Kayla, uh, yes, it is a Midwest, or uh, the whole United States thing, I guess. 
uh, Mars bars are a thing in Germany. And I totally did not stumble upon that because totally normal to say I want a Mars bar. <laughs> but cool to that you pointed that out. Now I learned something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I actually do remember, recall when I was reading um, and they said Mars bars. I was sort of like, it's just, you know, because you catch all those things that are... Yeah that are more British, that are more yeah. not necessarily... Not that we don't. I think we do have. I think back in the day, we had Mars bars, or it was mm -hmm. more of a common thing. But I, yeah. We're now going to have to go to the candy store, or we're going to have to I go know. to the <laughs> checkout. and Just compare them. I honestly think we should splurge a little bit and maybe have one if we can find uh, one. We could. You know, I just feel like maybe Let's for the next go. episode, we should we should have one. So. Yeah. I was trying to find chocolate frogs, but they didn't have them at Kroger. I guess they have them at some yeah. other... like the target like, and stuff yeah different places i have think it, you yeah. can find them there but yeah um second comment from kayla how much chocolate does ron eat to collect 500 chocolate frog cards and how long has he been collecting to have so many at only 11 years old i tell myself he knows some people who eat the candy but don't collect the cards so he could get some from them but still that's a whole lot of sugar okay interesting thought 500 cards is a lot uh we'll actually cover more about the chocolate frog cards and the people that are on there a little bit in the extendable ear edition because it's so cool there's so many on the wiki page um okay but you're right it's a lot of cards how i imagine it though he has five brothers and a little sister and let's say he is the only one who collects let's say i mean they have been around for a while the, the chocolate frog cards. Um, and so let's say his brother, Charlie, when he was little, he started collecting. And then Bill got into it too. And they're adults. They just like pass them on to their brothers or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like Percy would not necessarily get into that for some reason. Mm -hmm. But like, let's say they on their own collected like 300 cards together because they were really into it. And then they kind of gave them away to their... Yeah, pass pass them on. Maybe Fred and George, when they were like a little bit younger, they, they collected for a while. And then they, I, I feel like all the candy they ate would be given to Ron at the end. Oh, not the candy, the, the cards mm -hmm. of the chocolate frogs. Yeah. And it's maybe it's something like when you know some person collects something, then everyone else is happy that they know, okay, for their birthdays, for Christmas, we can give him that because he collects that. And yeah. maybe for every Christmas or birthday, he got some from his... I mean, he has a big family. We know that too. Not just his brothers, but all his cousins, aunts, uncles. Um, if they all know Ron loves these cards and he collects them and right. wants them all. And he, I think he only misses two. Yeah, yeah. So I also did a little bit of the math here. He's yeah. 11 years old. Yeah. And if you divide the number of years into the number of chocolate frogs, mm -hmm. it's like 50, right? So, or, or 45. 45 a year. 45 a year. So well, let's say in his first year, hopefully week. he didn't need 45 chocolate frogs. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, so that's a, that's a lot. It's either when did he start? Because then if you if you take it down to like six, if he's like six years old or whatever, yeah. or from six on, would be like, I don't even know. It's like five years or maybe maybe if we go from five years. So six, let's just say, <laughs> let's say for six years he's been eating them. Let's yeah. just do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's like 80, that's like 83 a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking he definitely got more than help. one a week. Yeah. So, some people are like, guys, come on now. I have I have got my Snickers bar every day. <laughs> I know. I mean, start the day off right. I know. Some people get coffee. Some people eat their Snickers Mars bars. bars. Yeah. 
So anyways, yeah. All, All right, right, Kayla, thank you, though, very much. Yeah, yeah thank you for your thoughts. She says, please don't judge me for having comments about it. I her. love it. No. it's awesome. Um, yeah, and then they get onto this whole, like, uh, Ron teaches Harry all about chocolate frogs and their cards. And the first card that Harry gets is Albus Dumbledore. Very first one. Very first card. And it's a pretty significant card because... It helps them in two ways. In this year, they find out about, about Nicholas Flamel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on, when I think the last book, Harry remembers having read Grindelwald's name on this card. Okay, yep. And they f- figure out like the whole connection with Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And um, I think it's about the wands and everything. Okay. Anyway, so this card is very important that harry gets that card first and my question though is it a common you know it's just like is is dumbledore a common card you know how you have like rare pokemon cards yeah. that don't show up a whole lot or is or is he more of a, a rare chocolate I frog i feel card? like he's pretty common i feel like he's pretty common because he's the headmaster and it's cool that harry on his way to the school gets the headmaster and a lot of kids would recognize him and i think like the whole collecting system about different important figures or um people in history like teaches the kids a little bit about history you know oh yeah like just glancing at all the different cards um on the wiki page was pretty interesting um so we learn like on the card itself it says that um albus dumbledore is considered by many the greatest wizard of modern times dumbledore is particularly famous for his defeat of the dark wizard Grindelwald in 1945. Okay. Do you think she already had the whole backstory? Uh, I don't know the whole backstory, but like I definitely think the enough that was that yeah that it, that it kind of um yeah that she she because you have to have some mm-hmm. I think going in as a as a creator that's what they say like a lot of people kind of they have a couple bullet points a couple different things but they don't really have the whole world sort of built out. Uh, I think it's better when you do mm-hmm. i think if you have a better understanding of like the the first order of the phoenix and and harry's and like the you have to almost understand there was this there was this lord beforehand uh dark lord and and he yeah. he fought him and then you know mcgonagall says in the opening chapter that you're the only one who he really feared and so okay yeah. what does that mean and yeah. and everything so i yeah. think yeah they has been like he had the structure uh, she had the structure uh not in detail written out maybe but yeah she knew that Grindelwald was gonna be or was important definitely right that this is on this is no coincidence that this fact is on the card I right. feel yeah and then he also was famous for discovering the 12 uses of dragon's blood and yeah. this is interesting because I was gonna be uh, I was gonna look up what are the 12 uses of dragon's blood sounds like a good short topic as well Yes. I don't know. Maybe not. But unfortunately, oh, it's a mystery. Oh, they don't have the. They don't have them listed. Uh, what are the uses? H- we want to know. HP Lexicon quotes a comment from J.K. Rowling when someone asks, "What are the twelve uses of Dragon's Blood?" And she says, "I have a very good reason for not telling you. The movie script writer wants me to give him that information for the film, but I can say that the twelfth use is oven cleaner." <laughs> But she says she has a very good reason for not telling us. And I'm like, uh, did wow. we miss? Is there something in this series that we don't see right now that, sh- that that where it's important? Wait, was she talking about Fantastic Beast is where she was saying that that person? Or was she talking about the main Unfortunately, so like I said, the source is hplexicon.org. 
I tried to find a date on that. I could not. They didn't put any date on the article, which is unfortunate. So we don't know if she said that when someone asked when this book just came out or when Fantastic Beast was already out. Right. Um, so if you guys make can make the connection here, if it's already known what the 12, 12 uses are or um, what the mystery was about the dragon's blood, please let us know because uh, I can't make anything of it. And I'm trying mm. to remember, is dragon's blood something that destroys horcruxes or... I I'll, I'll, not really. I'll, I'll I don't do think it has anything to do with it. No. Yeah. So yeah. Well, uh, if anyone knows, that's great. If not, maybe we'll find out in Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's cool though because he's known for it, and yeah. there must be something that he uses with either Grindelwald or uh, Dumbledore. Or I'm sorry, Voldemort. You know, like later at some point. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. Um. Anyway, so cool. His first card is Dumbledore, and they start opening up all the chocolate frogs and uh, start collecting. Harry becomes a collector, too, because it's fun, because Ron is now his friend. Um, Funny thing, Ron is surprised when Harry tells him, uh, you know, the muggle world, people just stay in, they stay put in photos. And Ron's like, do they? What? What, They don't move at all? (laughs) I mean, nowadays you could actually have that technology and make people move in photos and stuff, but we still don't really do it. Anyway, so round, uh, round, Ron sounds amazed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, weird. Uh, And that shows you how really, how secluded they were in the burrow and their surroundings. Like they have some other wizarding families living nearby, but they are really like just, yeah, they don't have any contact really to Muggle. I know like some relative of them is Muggle, is an a muggle but they don't really talk yeah. to him. Uh, so he doesn't know much. And I feel like, especially because he gets married to Hermione later on, he should have taken Muggle studies <laughs> at school. Yeah, he probably should have. Because he, has, he knows nothing about Muggles. Well, I mean, hey. And his kids are like, you know, their mom is Muggle and their grandpa and grandma are Muggles. Right, so. yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I, I bring, I'll bring it up one more time because I always think a really cool visual yeah. is to imagine Ron in a, in a nice, pristine, clean, like uh-huh. modern, you know, house, like house yeah. or, or like apartment in the city, you know, with, with Hermione and stuff like that. And she's just like, yeah, this is, you know, this bit is this bit and that bit are, are, are better. She, she can mix and match maybe some, some stuff from the muggle world and her magic, you know, I just... Things like that that I think would be really, really cool. Yeah. So True. Know. That'd be cool to imagine. I love imagining that, you know, what could people's homes look like or certain places. And that's why I love like channels on YouTube, like ASMR rooms. If you have a chance, check it out. It's like, or even ambient worlds, stuff like that, where yeah. you have a whole like ambience video that plays for an hour or two and you get to like you have some ambient sounds or even the soundtrack on other uh, videos where you just it's it's part of your room now it's like you get immersed into that world for a little bit and have that ambient around and i love that i love Mm -hmm. the work behind it and stuff um anyway so uh yeah then they they you know they're it's funny like you said that Ron says, yeah, everywhere else is full and there are only two people in the, this compartment. Like no one else really tried yeah. to get in. And, and it's that's why, yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I think your theory is 
accurate because it's kind of weird that no one else but Ron would try to find a spot, uh, a seat there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but other people walk in, and not necessarily necessarily because they want to see Harry, because Neville lost his toad again. Yeah, Trevor. Mm. Then I was like, Trevor is mentioned so much. What if Trevor was an animagus? I think people have thought of that too. Yeah, they <laughs> like have, yeah. what if he is Uncle El- Great Uncle Elgie or something? Yeah, yeah. Her- yeah. But, I think um, she said that. She was said no. Yeah, yeah. Dick Harrowing, uh said no. That's not true. So I think Trevor is just a very uh, a toad that doesn't really want to be uh, either around Neville or just not around people in general because. Fun fact, later on, so for a couple of years, Trevor sticks around. Neville loses him and finds him over and over again. But mm-hmm. later, I don't know if it's fifth or sixth year or something, uh, Trevor just joins some... He, he just uh, stays down by the lake, I think, with other creatures. And they kind of part and they both are a little relieved. Like happy. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, mentioned on the wiki and I was like, this is cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it fits with Neville just being this, you know, after fifth year, he is one of the heroes who fought in the Department of Mysteries. And he find, he gets a new wand. He gets a new sense of confidence. He's almost like, yeah. you know, this blooming and, and person who now finds his own way. And it's like this parting from his toad that someone else gave him. And he always, like, had problems, like, losing him. It's now... You you know you stay over there like you're happy there. Yeah, I'm here rescuing the wizarding world. <laughs> so real quick, I just yeah. want to do a quick plug for one of our. Um, so we did a, an mm-hmm. extendable ear edition uh, again over on Patreon. If you guys want to support us, we love you, and those who do, we we, we love all you guys regardless. Yeah. Um, but if you want to hear it, it's kind of a cool episode where we talk about wand lore, and we we actually yeah. I'll just give you a little bit of it, just a quick little tease here. We talk about Neville's wand, mm-hmm. and you just brought up Trevor, yeah. right? But but also like to kind of go along with that, and this him becoming his own wizard, getting away from not really Trevor, but kind of um, mm-hmm. around the same time he'll he'll then move beyond his father's wand, yeah. And then he same thing with Ron. He'll he has a mm-hmm. hand me down wand, and he will then grow uh, into his own. Yeah. So the wands are really interesting to kind of look at these these wizards who are using a wand that was once had an allegiance or a core that was uh, loyal yes. possibly to someone else. Right. So fascinating. More more there than I really thought uh, there was. Exactly. And, and it's, cool. it's perfect because Ron, um, he wants to you know try some spells. As we find out, it's a false thing um, for for turning scabbers yellow or something. Yeah. And he, he uh, takes out his wand and he's like, unicorn hair is nearly poking out. And we know that he he got this wand it's a hand-me-down wand from charlie yeah and we talk about this in our extra episode unicorn hair is very loyal mm-hmm. and does not really change allegiance, change allegiance yeah. to the other owner so i think the unicorn hair is kind of like loyal to charlie and slowly losing its magic it's poking out you know like this yeah it's wilting they say like a yeah. wilted wand right yeah 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 it's wild to, to think about that i mean it's not that it's nothing wrong with ron or whatever it's just definitely yeah it just gets really attached and gets really loyal and really you know yeah and then of course he wants to try some magic and who walks in his future wife what's up (laughs) wife (laughs) and her introduction is 
first we, you know, we're not really completely sure as the reader if we like her or not because she seems a little bossy. And mm -hmm. she, from the beginning, comes off as a know-it-all. And I'm going to ask you, mm -hmm. sitting across from me and you as a listener, uh, doesn't everyone kind of know at least one Hermione who seems to have done all the coursework in advance? And you're like... Uh, yeah. And and it's so funny because Harry's like, looks at Ron like, what? She learned all the books by heart? Right, and yeah, Ron's yeah. Ron's like, and it's, uh, no, yeah, I did, did you? Not. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Were we supposed to do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are those who, who came in and they were like super prepared. And I even see this yeah. as a teacher sometimes and you're sort of like, uh, all the other kids are like, uh, so like, can you like tell us real quick? Well, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just kind of funny. Um, And then there's all this pressure on, yeah, it's. But those kids, yeah, they come in, they have different standards, different expectations. They're more into academics and learning and stuff, too. Yeah. It's 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 also that, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just a different type, personality type right. or whatever. But yeah, definitely, I think all of us can say we've we've met or come across someone who yeah. really has their academics together and is really... But also is it. the one that mo is most worried to get a bad grade and they never get a bad grade. It's yeah. like they're... I don't have full points. Yeah. I don't think this time out. And they get an A, A yeah. plus. Yeah. They, they ace every single class. But I got to admit, That's though, I was, like you. I was, well, I was one of those. I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was this ambitious as Hermione. I liked learning and I love like, but, and, and, and I would be concerned. Like I would be the one who said, oh, I don't know how I did on this test. And then mm -hmm. I got a pretty, okay, good, great, you know? Right. But in general, I wouldn't say I was, I would learn everything by heart and stuff. So. Yeah. But um, you're book smart. You're really smart. Yeah, depends on the topic. But <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, and then I think it's just cute where Ron says, whatever house I'm in, I hope she's not in it. And I think Ron here, Ron. You, you just jinx it right there. <laughs> Yeah, he he, that's that that's that whole um thing where kids on the playground, right? They there's a girl they like, they kind of like, you know, or boy or whatever, and they pick on him and stuff. Yeah. So, kids do that kind of thing. Yeah. So so Hermione and and Neville they come in and out, and and Harry they pretty much leave Harry and Ron alone though for the most of the par uh, ride, and then they talk about different things, right? And then Malfoy and his friends, bodyguards. Uh, fellas. fellas yeah walk in we don't really know if they're really like if you can call it real friends because i feel like malfoy would just ditch them whenever he doesn't need them anymore you know like yeah i mean they're also just guys who they need a leader he, they need to follow someone i feel like right, right and they don't have a super you know like deep character profile it's no. we, we really see them just they're as bodyguards designed to be that way yeah, yeah. so and you, I, I don't know how they ended up in Slytherin because they don't seem super ambitious. But who knows? We don't really know them well enough. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was funny that after finding out that Harry already, you know, um, Harry and Malfoy met in Diagon Alley, and Harry was with Hagrid in Diagon Alley and defended him, um, and said, "I think he's brilliant" and stuff like that. And right. still, now that Malfoy knew this was Harry Potter. He still tried to befriend him, even though Harry already made clear, I don't, you know, care about background or heritage right. or if you're pure blood or not. Um, but it's almost like he's trying to get the best people on his team 
um, before, you know, from right from the beginning, before they even get to the school. Like yeah. that kind of person who tries to Be gather recruiting. around the strongest people around him and he hears Harry is one of them. And I have a big question. And it leads a little bit to the, the point where um, last night also we were, uh, we were watching uh, a video about what how would the whole story be different if harry was a slytherin you know mm -hmm. yeah. um so here's a question had harry learned nothing about the houses before hogwarts um and had he coincidentally sat in malfoy's compartment because he just cho chose like oh, i would rather stay over here i don't know many people might recognize me i'd just rather be alone in this compartment but had he just you know been in his compartment and like i said nothing he knew nothing about houses or anything do you think he still would have ended up in gryffindor because his choice later on was based on what he heard from other people uh yeah i mean it, it's possible it's also possible that he would have landed in in slytherin too i think mm -hmm. i think the fact that he ultimately lands in in gryffindor it's more it you know it does take your choice right as dumbledore yeah. says into account or whatever and that was what mattered in that situation but it still might have been like you know if there's nothing hmm i wonder yeah. i wonder i wonder right because it's interesting he is we know a horcrux in yeah. a way right sort of part of him is Voldemort's yeah. soul yeah right. <laughs> and so I think though that he he's stronger than that part and that's the whole point is that even though that bit is there he is stronger and so he would have landed in is that what the Gryffindor is is he himself like a in a true headstall of Slytherin and Gryffindor or is the Slytherin part what the head saw is that Voldemort's soul part Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, Who knows? I kind of think he still would have, just because of all the traits and everything, Yeah. still would have been, uh, just the way he talks to Ron and the way yeah. he talks to everybody else is just, that's seemingly the way yeah. he would go. And I mom think he, and dad. And yeah. So. But I think he really, I mean, the, the thing is, so you bring some personalities to Hogwarts. I know we're going to talk about this next chapter more. Mm -hmm. um, just want to scratch the surface here a little bit. You bring some personality in. And then because you're sorted into that house, now you are surrounded by all these people ha who have, you know, like similar values. Yeah. And that's what makes that character trait or value even stronger. Mm -hmm. Because you could have... He, you know, his personality could have developed totally differently in Slytherin because he's surrounded by different people and you yeah. kind of are forced to stay most of the day with, with your house people. Um, yeah. yeah, your environment and your friends and who you're around really does, uh, it does, ma it does matter. Yeah, it yeah. does. Big time. Just, just interesting uh, thoughts here because if you can't, if you don't know anything about houses, how can you make a choice uh, between two houses mm -hmm. and when the head asks you but yeah. uh he did he did know a little bit about houses and he did realize i do not want to be friends with malfoy because uh, they seem pretty mean and they try to steal their uh candy and scabbers protects them yeah <laughs> and i have a theory about scabbers what if peter pettigrew couldn't stand goyle's dad because he's a death eater too right and he got his revenge at his son uh, probably just because it's like it's Goyle and he's like Ugh. no yeah just he hates, bites yeah. his finger why else would he protect them 
you know. <laughs> no, there's some history there. There's probably some history. There's a story. He was bullied, picked on, but then also because of fear, goes over to to Baltimore and then hated those guys. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So we have some uh, some action there, and uh, they are scared of the rat. And I think even Goyle's bleeding and stuff. So they they leave. They get a bounce. Yeah. It's all good. So we have a lot of commotion during the train ride. It's a long train ride, and they finally make it to Hogsmeade. Um, it's a great, great scene. This part is a great scene in the movie. We all love it. Mm-hmm. And who's waiting there? Hagrid. Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. person who ever told Harry about the wizarding world and everything. And I think it's a perfect match that he picks up the first years. And I also... So, like, when um, they all go to the boats, in the movie, they get their... You know, like, the camera goes up and you see... You get your first glimpse of this beautiful castle. Yeah. Um, the first years, actually, like, they you know move like they go to the boats and then they go around the corner and there they see this majestic castle and it almost makes me cry thinking about it like those little first years and they they see it and it's dark it's already like evening and it's you see all the lights in the castle and stuff yeah and i think it's really cool like they get um to the castle by boat it's a special like they make a special entry for the first years you know yeah. it's like yeah. this this welcome is is a whole ceremony for them yeah it is it's cool and You're even right. like the so they walk up to um like a, like some stone steps and then hagrid raised a gigantic gigantic fist and knocked three times on the castle door and i think that's totally like a special effect for those kids like mm-hmm. Because he's the gamekeeper. He probably couldn't get in himself. But it's like this whole oh, playing, ceremony thing. Playing up like, a really big entrance. Boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just fantastic how they do that for the for the first years. And this is their, this is their evening, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, because as you were reading this as a kid, I mean, it's your first time kind of going here. And you're like, whoa. There's like boats. You feel like, you really feel like one of the kids. You're with Harry. You're with uh, his friends and stuff. And you're yeah. on the boats. And you're like, whoa this is cool yeah you know this and big so giants leading us in he's friendly and massive castle and we've got torches on our boats it's cool yeah and i think this whole journey to hogwarts um i think they wanted to minimize like different way magical ways of getting there to don't get all this attraction by muggles i'm not sure but they um i think when hog earlier on they used different uh, means of transportation but they ended up having this train, which a lot of pure blood families didn't really approve of. But uh, this is now the way to get there. And we don't really know. Like we said, we don't really know what happens if you miss the train. But this is the traditional way to get there. And I think it's a cool thing because this is always like bonding time they get before they even get to the castle. Like this is for the first years, this is where you form your first friendships or even like, you know, talk about your own fears and what's up with this house thing and, and which houses are cool. And if you're already a student, you get to just chat with your friends and stuff. How was your summer? This whole like first introduction or catch up or a couple of hours just before you get to the castle journey, I think is really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, while you're talking about like the Hogwarts Express and everything, mm-hmm. you think about the steam engine and you think about when railroads were like built, like the, mm-hmm. these locomotives, right? Eight. 1825 so again okay. we'll see it in the game in the hogwarts legacy game we'll, we'll see uh-huh. it but prior to that it's like yeah what was the traditional way to get there 
I think you just you know? got there on your own, like by Porky's, Hogsmeade, and then you. You know, like you had to travel. The, the travel would be much further, mm-hmm. take longer. Yeah. This is the express. This is the Hogwarts express. Right. So, anyway. Cool. Cool to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that, that is that's it for the reread, right? I mean, that's that it for the a great chapter. Yeah, I love a good getting chapter. ready. I know we're getting closer to Hogwarts. We're finally there, actually. <laughs> yeah. But this, like, this is just a cool build-up chapter too. Yeah. Where we are already in the Wizarding World, but we're not there yet. Yep. All right, time for some wisdom, sweetie. <laughs> yes. Wisdom. Wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we haven't really talked about it that much, but I think it's a great takeaway if you look closer um, into like Harry's first encounter encounters with Malfoy and how he turned him down. And I thought it was a good advice really i know you sometimes you're just trying to be nice to people and get to know them first but even i mean harry gets that vibe right away some things that malfoy says he's like oh no i'm totally out on that so choosing the people you want to surround yourself with like harry who immediately really liked ron and turned down malfoy i think is a great advice because they really you know, they say some, like, the people you surround and spend your time most with, they really form and shape your own life and personality and successes and and, and your own mindset. Yeah, they do. So, uh, Can I just say this? It's yeah. really great. I mean, we actually, you and I were just talking about this earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, prior to even putting it in the chapter or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fitting because, honestly, I went through, like, quite a bit of my life where I, uh, I was, I had, I, you, you stuck around with friends or you kept people around that were really toxic, really negative. Um, kind of, it was all about, you know, I, I don't know, like I know everybody has those, that friend or those friends or whatever, and maybe there's something missing for them or whatever, but at some point, if you can't bear it anymore, or if mm-hmm. it's really, you know, causing you physical stress or it's causing right. you other mental stress, things like that, it is okay to move on. Right. And, and, and the politest way, like you do have to take care of yourself. Yeah. You, like, like you really do. And one of the reasons we do this, we love doing the podcast, just to kind of talk to each other. Mm-hmm. We enjoy each other's company yeah. clearly. And we enjoy your company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't forget that you are sitting there listening uh, to, to, to the podcast, writing in, uh, I- interacting. We're going to have another guest on next week, yeah. which is going to be pretty cool. And so that's, that's fun. You, we want to interact with those types of people. Uh, for example, like our, our kind of um our friend we have a friend who um is a lawyer and uh-huh. i like couldn't stop talking to her the other day yeah just about and it was not about legal stuff it was like yeah or even like things in the world or political it was all about harry potter yeah that just, was it nerdy stuff around mm-hmm. town what you know things that were cool and stuff and so it's just it's just really neat and once you find those people and you just really sort of um they give something back to you, right? There's a good yes. energy that comes your way. You give it an energy to them, and it's just really reciprocated, and it feels feels good. Yeah. And and that's, I think, what, what you want as much as possible. I do see a lot of kids at school, and it's just this this time where you're trying to figure this out. It's why I think kids are – you got to protect kids. you got to look after your own kids. you got to – if you're out there and you are a Molly Weasley maybe and you see another kid who's not yours and, and they yeah. are going through something, help, stand, you know, help out because it's a lot for kids to kind of navigate those friendships yeah. and – and relationships and people who it maybe once was good, right? Maybe that person who's mm-hmm. your good friend gets right. sucked into another crowd. And that crowd is like 
turned that they were super negative and maybe you're, you're like oh, i'm trying to hold on to that but like it's also okay to let it go and then right. come back to it later in life like right sometimes I, we have to find out the hard way yeah but but that's how it is and i think you always have to ask yourself like do those people lift you up are they good listeners do they motivate you or or are they the, you know the opposite do they try to keep you small um only want to talk about themselves and drain like you you know you all know some people who drain energy from you and it's not the same for everyone like it's it's more like an energy match if you feel like this mm -hmm. is not a good match because someone's clearly draining energy from the other and i'm not talking about like oh if a friend is having a hard time Oh, and no. yeah, pours yeah. out their hearts then yes you know like you listen you help but like right. I, in general if you come back if there's a pattern of yeah. negativity and you know not it's not really about the friendship but more about i don't know this this i don't even know yeah no yeah it, they're good those are good questions i think to ask yourself when yeah. you're kind of looking at your circle and that's the other thing too is you can have your inner circle with that you're around 90 percent of the time and then we're all going to go out in the world and face like bosses and coworkers <laughs> yeah. and people we don't you know that that aren't vibing with us right. and that's what you have to do so that's a part of yeah. like kids learning that as well right is is a good thing and and um you know it's in this book i mean we see this like harry surrounding himself with certain people uh yeah. is is important you know yeah, who, very who important. kind of uh yeah picks and also you know there are kids in slytherin too that like didn't hang out maybe with draco totally and, and, and the crazy thing yeah. is that like draco wishes he had the friendship mm -hmm. that true that true friendship so right yeah. that yeah hermione and harry and ron have like a lot of people want that mm -hmm. and there is something going on mm -hmm. inside of them that there's something unresolved that they haven't uh, figured out yet or they yeah. can't like bring themselves to kind of maybe it's pride and they can't yeah. kind of bring themselves to say hey i just want to be like you guys and be friends and yeah. i don't want to I wish I had that or whatever, you know, that's okay. Yes. And so. I always like to advocate that Slytherins are like, I want Slytherin to be perceived as a cool house because even in the Hogwarts mystery game now, you know, your enemy or whatever is again, a Slytherin. I'm like, yeah, they have certain character traits or, or values that might where they're more, you know, they are more concerned about themselves, but also they have very strong, like uh, groups that they, they're very exclusive and that's why sometimes they're perceived from the outside they're all bad or all like mean or whatever and no this is not how it should be and i really want slytherin to be pers I, i'm not a i'm a ravenclaw so no but I like, like still like i i love how all the houses are just different and this is what it's supposed to teach them you know get along with each other and and, and acknowledge yeah. each other's well, it's like, it's like, again, <laughs> our, our lawyer friend, it's sort of like, she's a yeah. so positive and so yeah. cool and so fun and happy and just cool to be around or whatever. And I've only like, like talked to her here and there and been around her a few times, but I'm just sort of like, wow, this is, um, it's a different, different energy and, and it feels, right. feels good. But at the same time, there's that like, no, I want to get ahead in life. I want to do these things. I want to do this. And I have all these goals and yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatever. I yeah. mean, you just connect more with that house for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I love it. So with that, yeah. All right, time to move into uh, time to move into the old owl post. I was up. Uh, yep, yep. I was getting ready for that. Okay, <laughs> this phone <laughs> is driving me crazy. This is supposed to be an owl sound. Uh huh. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Not the uh, traditional owl sound I had in mind, but hey, there's different kinds of owls, so. Okay. Um, our owl post. 
also a Slytherin. Who is going to be our guest next Saturday? Yeah. I'm so excited to talk to her. She seems so nice. And she has some really good thoughts. Um, and she wrote in and has a really cool question that I wanted to point out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, hello, guys. Listening to the EEE, the Hogwarts acceptance letter. I love this topic. When I was in college, my favorite part of any class was getting the syllabus, which I think is similar to the supply list in the Hogwarts letter. I loved knowing ahead what books would need um, would be needed and the supplies I would buy. I think most people would be so excited to get an acceptance letter and pack their bags immediately. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Harry had a miserable life with nothing to lose. He knew he had something special about him, even if he did not understand it until Hagrid gave him the letter and explained all the special things Harry knew were inside him. But... What if you loved your life and your family? Would you still go? What if you did not want to be away from your family for the whole school term? Would you go knowing it was a special opportunity? Wow, we kind of mentioned, yeah, we talked a little bit about the idea that, yeah, you have to go mm -hmm. live there, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about it. Did, yeah. Okay. So, Angelina, thank you. Um, This is cool. Yeah. To think about, would you still go... Because I'm, yeah. yeah, it's tough for an 11-year-old to just say, yeah. yeah, I'm off and I've I've got to go be at school and I'm going to be away for yeah. this whole time. I mean, you come back for holidays and stuff, clearly, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially, so if you're a muggle, you go, obviously you go to muggle school already. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was, so I went, I, I went from elementary school to secondary school. Mm -hmm. There was no middle school, really. Yeah. And, um. I was really into volleyball for a long time. Mm -hmm. I played volleyball. Love yeah. it. Still play it from time to time. Um, and I was not really, you know, that bad. And I was thinking about, yeah. so I had some friends who were really Pretty into good. it. And some that went to a special school just for, I don't know what you call them here, if you even have them. Because they're more you, like sports academies. Like yeah, it's like a sports academy in Berlin. Yeah. And I was thinking about going there for volleyball. Because, yeah. yeah, that was a challenge. And I decided not to because of my friends. Yeah. I said I love my friends in my class, my school. They were really important to me. And those relationships, to give them up would be hard, I think. So, But sports academy is a little different. If someone sent me a letter at that time and said you could learn how to do magic, I would be like, sorry, guys, I love you so much. Yeah. But you're right. This is a special opportunity. I would still have gone. Yes. Yeah, I think I would have gone too. I mean, just because it is such a, it seems to be in the culture and everything. It's like, yeah. this is a, you know, big, big deal. It's not just even the magic thing. It seems like even among witches and wizards, this was just, no, you do this thing because yeah. you go and everyone goes to Hogwarts. It's just what we do. And yeah, in, in that area, I, I do like the idea though of, um, you brought up different options for different schools. Mm -hmm. Like if there were lesser like B schools, right? Let's say Hogwarts yeah. is the tippy top, the pinnacle mm -hmm. of the, of the surrounding area, but you didn't get in there. And so you got to go yeah. to like a, a next option, like a, I don't know, like a level B Hogwarts or something like a yeah. lower tier. And there's maybe three of those schools. I'd go. I'd flat yeah. out go and be like, I'm gonna be the best at this school, <laughs> and those Hogwarts kids, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, we're gonna we're gonna have wizard duels, and maybe I represent my school, and <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. Around here, that's that's like an option where kids can go to more of a private academy, mm -hmm. uh, local public school, different things like that. So it's just eh, kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, Great and fun. I think it's all part of 
you know, growing up, letting your children go and pursue their dreams, really. And it's early. It's like, I know, 11, but they're... I mean, except for the events that all happen around Harry's school years, it's a pretty safe place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty safe. <laughs> except for all the attacks every year and yeah. professors dying and kids dying. It's, uh, it's crazy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty safe. So I want to mention, too, so Angelina said this, and, and I know everyone uh, who, whether it's at, at, and even in high school, mm-hmm. we give out a syllabus. So even if, you're yeah. just, if you went through high school or, or you're in college, but I remember going to college as well. And when I got the syllabus, I was like, let's go. Yeah. I see it. I now know what class I can skimp on. I know which yeah. class I got to focus on. <laughs> Let me get the planner out. Let yeah. me get after this. Now, my first year was not that way. I was waiting in there like, what's up? I can handle anything. Yeah. No. Sorry. So, uh, you know, I, I actually get that. The excitement of getting a syllabus yeah. and going, okay. That structure is important. Cool. Yeah. Not bad. Two big papers and, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. Some readings. I can I can kind of zip through the readings, right. and I know this topic pretty well. I can kind of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Some were definitely worse uh, than others, where it's like, okay, you have seven hundred books to read and um, fifty papers to write, and uh, you also have a presentation, and um, yeah, and those made you sick. Those classes <laughs> yeah. made you sick, and you're like, wow, They're do like, they not oh. know I have all these other classes to do? This is yeah. a joke, right? <laughs> you know, these teachers talk. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Angelina, thank you so much. That's really cool. Appreciate that. You guys can always send in, an, um, you know, just an, an owl. Uh, mm-hmm. s- send us in an email there to the owl post at uh, fleurandbill at gmail.com, and we'd love to read them on the show for sure. Anything, any thoughts on this chapter, chapters past or chapters to come, we would love, love to do that. Yeah. So, Well, friends, uh, that that's it, right, sweetie? I think we're, we're good. Yeah, What's this that? week. Wow. Let's go. All right, friends, that's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94. 0.7 COZY. We hope you'll join us in the future. We do thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. <laughs> if you don't want to miss the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, follow on social media at Fleur and Bill. Next time, we're going to have another special guest on the show, our patron and bookstagrammer, Angelina Fiore. Together with her, we will discuss Chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the sorting hat so definitely don't miss out on next week's episode again thanks for joining blur's book club in their little shell cottage today we know it's not much but it's home Harry spends his last few weeks. <laughs> Bathroom. Good job. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.